Welcome everyone to our first Body Risk Management podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening in. Um, today we have Malcolm Parker. He's a senior managing consultant at Mobius Consulting, and I have Sahir Patel. He's a managing consultant. Um, together, both of them lead the third-party risk management service line. And you know, today we're just going to have have a little bit of a conversation on some of the on this very important topic. Um, just to get us going, I'm just going to ask Malcolm, um, what is third-party risk management, um, an acronym TPRM that is often referred to? Hi, Sandhya. Thanks. Um, yeah, great to be on our first podcast. Uh, so yeah, third-party risk management or TPRM, as we like to refer to it, um, is exactly that. It's 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 the risk of uh, giving information to your providers, maybe your vendors that you utilize within your organization, all those companies that you depend on to make your company a success, but that uh, inevitably land up having your customer information, your your PI, um, your all, all those crown jewels that are important to your organization that have been shared with you that uh, now you have to protect on their behalf. So uh, third-party risk management is that a process that you put in place to make sure that they are looking after uh, your information as well as you are. So, um, yeah, does that does that make it clear enough? Yeah, thanks, Malcolm. That's 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 exactly what I wanted to hear. I think you know, I think people are so worried about where the information is going or who is outside of my organization. So that I think that gives a lot of context to this very important topic. Um, Zaheer, maybe if you could just help us, you know, who are typically your third parties in your organization? How would you go about, you know, defining what a third party is? So it's uh, a welcome to everyone and and thanks for for being here. Um, but I think you raise an important point about um, defining your third party's hands. Um, I think it's vital that all organizations define what they believe are their third parties. Uh, you know, from an entire organization perspective, it could include any of your service providers or third parties or vendors. Um, but obviously, we as uh, security consultants, we we tend to look towards our IT uh, vendors and IT third parties and IT suppliers. You know, an example could be a uh, hosting data provider. Um, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, great. So, yeah, I think that gives us a nice sort of... Um view of what our potential third parties could be. Um, you know, something that people people often battle with is, um, you know, who's actually accountable for TPRM. Um, Malcolm, what do you, what is your view on this? So it is an interesting one, and we, we do see different views through some of our clients. Uh, sometimes it's a risk function uh, in terms of maintaining compliance, with with standards, internal standards, or possibly regulatory standards, uh, but we also could see it be procurement, um, particularly when it comes to doing due diligence of new vendors. It's typically procurement who plays a role there, but um, often uh, after the the vendor has been onboarded, they aren't involved. Um, so I, I think that you know our view is that probably all of these these functions have a role to play. Uh, and that the third party risk management needs to bring all of those parties together and make sure they be consistent from onboarding new vendors to maintaining the standards um, on an ongoing basis. I think, uh, can I jump in here? 
Sure. Uh, I think also what's important to note is the organization and the maturity level of the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, the more mature organizations with with a, a more mature third-party risk management um, in the organization, the it might live in a risk function. You know, so it also depends how mature that organization is with this process. Mm, yeah, I think that's very right to hear. I think, you know, organizations are, you know, maybe just starting this journey. I think it could be anywhere. And I think those that are more mature, they would, you know, find a better home across different functions, you know, um, could be legal, could be compliance, could be others. Yeah, so I think great. Um, just just in terms of this TPRM, third-party risk management, um, you know, if I was an organization, what would be the typical process that I would follow? Malcolm, could you give us a view on this? Yeah, absolutely. So, so in Mobius, we've defined a, a very kind of simple and easy to understand process that is typical to most organizations, third-party risk management process. We see that normally starting off with identifying so figuring out, as here mentioned before, who are all of your third parties? So you've got a, a full list of, of who you're sharing information with uh, across the organization so that you're not missing any gaps. Um, once you understand that, then we like to, to risk profile those third parties. And, and that allows you to then focus on who are my high risk third parties. There may be 100 third parties, but maybe only really 15 of those are really high risk in terms of the information you share with them. So it's good to do that profiling to make sure you're focusing on those high risk third parties. Once we've established that, then we go into a risk assessment phase. So let's drill down into possibly just those 15, uh, but maybe a bit broader. We might include some of the medium risk ones, um, but we then send some sort of a questionnaire to them to assess, well, uh, how, how compliant are you with these standards that this organization has put in place? And are you looking after our information the same way that we would look after it internally? Um, that flows into reporting. So we find the results of those assessments. Uh, we may be sharing that within the organization, particularly where high risks are identified. Um, and ultimately a management step where if there's a remediation of a significant risk, we've identified a vendor that hasn't got key control in place that is really important. Um, what action plans and steps are we going to put in place to make sure that that gap gets closed um, so that we limit the risk to the organization? Thanks, Malcolm. Um, I think in the process that you just described, um, maybe the year, um, what would you say is the most important step in this process? So I'm a, I'm a little bit torn between identification and profiling, purely because in the identification phase, you do need to know who all your third parties are and and um, you know it's important because you don't you cannot protect what you don't know so you need to know all your third parties but also the profiling because um, it, it allows you to inherently understand who your what your risk is with those third parties and i think that sets you up for how you would continue with the the balance of the process and and also what the impact will be on your organization yeah, Zahir, if I can maybe just, um, you know, just summarize what you've just said, um, you know, I think the the first two steps and maybe the second one, which is the one that you are actually, imagine you have 5,000 um, third parties in your organization. I think that second step really, really helps you to sort of put your efforts in the right place. And I think that's why I think, you know, 
for, you know, if I if I think of what you said, probably, you know, maybe the second one, um, you know, taking nothing away from the rest of the process. So I think, yeah, I think that's a good answer. Thank you. Um, Jump in if you don't mind and, and say for me, I think the management step that, that actually closing out those gaps that you find, we shouldn't forget about that. And I think that a lot of organizations do not do that well enough is that these are your known risks that now you need to remediate and and that management step is, is also key. So I guess they're all important, but differing views. Agreed, agreed, Malcolm. I think yeah, people often forget once they completed, then that final step of now, okay, what do I need to fix? Um, how do I get it right? People often just forget it and think that's the end. So I think yeah, very, very, very important step. And yeah, I would definitely think that's equally important. Um, okay, so let's say now I want to start. Um, assessing a third party, I want to go about and do this process. Um, what typical framework or standard would you recommend I use? Malcolm, what, what is your thoughts on this? So it, it does depend on the, the client's requirements, uh, and that may be driven by uh, a, a regulation. Um, it could be driven by the internal frameworks and standards. Uh, for a lot of our clients that are looking specifically at information security and cybersecurity, it may be based on something like ISO 27000 or the NIST cybersecurity framework. Um, but equally important, uh, the standards around uh, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act or, or privacy compliance could be the initiative that is driving this third-party risk assessment. The one thing I would say is, is that when you're doing these assessments, uh, we need to think about how many questions we put in these assessments. Uh, from a third party perspective, if they get se sent uh, three different uh, questionnaires and they're all extensive, that would result in third party fatigue. Um, and it's better to normally incorporate all of the areas we want to assess, assess against into one uh, assessment. Yeah, very good point, Malcolm. I think yeah, I, um, yeah. I think from what I what I take from your answer is you know, um, choose a framework that is um, you know relevant to your purpose and um, make sure that you streamline it. Otherwise, you know, you will not achieve your objective. Um, okay, great. Um, Zaire, maybe if you can answer this, um, you know, if, if what what would an organization be liable for if, you know, I ha if they have a breach at a third party? So I think a third party will be liable for, uh, I think an organization will be liable for the third party's actions and if they were breached in most industries and in most circumstances, um, particularly such as financial services and especially where there are regulatory impacts and regulatory uh, controls that are, are needing to be abided by. Uh, but even if, you know, even if you have a third party that's breached and there's no legal or regulatory impact on you as an organization, um, the, 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 the reputational damage that uh, could come from it is, is just as severe or potentially just as severe. And is it a risk worth taking? Uh, I don't think so. So, so, you know, um, it's something to consider. Thanks, Ayur. I think, yeah, I think well, what you say is a very valid point in terms of, you know, you obviously can't outsource your your risk, you know, so often you might think that just because a third party is doing something for you, 
um, you don't have to be held accountable. So I think your point is definitely there's both a legal implication as well as a reputational implication. Um, so I think uh, as as organizations go through this process, um, you know, we they they may have large volumes. Um, you know, the number of third parties that an organization may be enga engaging with, especially if it's a large corporate um, or a multinational corporate or a global organization, might be very large. So how do you how do you think automation and workflow would enhance this process? Malcolm, would you like to answer that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we, we are seeing with a larger clients that the old uh, mechanism of doing third party risk management where we have a spreadsheet and we send a questionnaire to the client uh, and then we need to follow up uh, they fill in that spreadsheet and send that back um, is, has become too cumbersome and it's then results in a lot of resources required to manage these processes so what we're seeing is workflow tools that are cloud-based and the questionnaires uh, are being sent out in, in a click of a button to let's say a thousand uh, or multiple thousand uh, third parties in, in one go. You can then track online how they're progressing, whether they have started the assessment and they're 15% through uh, or are 75% through. So you're actually able to real time track your progress of your third parties rather than just having something that potentially sitting in somebody's inbox that hasn't reached the right person um, and, and they're not making any progress. So these, these types of tools allow small risk management teams, small third party uh, uh, functions to be able to manage large volumes of third parties and, and not feel overwhelmed by the amount of data um, and spreadsheets. And it's also in a secure manner because we're not having all of these emails go back and forth with this information sitting in spreadsheets. Great, thanks Malcolm. I think Zaire, you wanted to add something to that? Yeah, I think simply, you know, it makes you way much more efficient and it gives you much more control over the process than would previously happen. So just in a nutshell of what Malcolm said. Great. So, I, so basically, you know, we, you, we, we see a lot of benefits. Is that right? And automation has a big role to help improve this process, as I take it. Yeah, absolutely. And just to add, what we have noticed is that when you don't have the automation, typically teams are focused on the admin tasks rather than managing the risks. When you have the automation, it allows you to step out of that administration. How many third parties have assessed? How far are they in completing the assessment? Um, and step back and now see at a high level, well, what is my risk profile across my vendors? Who are my high-risk ones? Um, how often have I assessed them? That dashboard reporting view um, that, that allows the risk management professionals to actually focus on what they originally hired to do. Thanks, Malcolm. Um, so I think there's another concept that's coming out, which is called managed service and not managed service in the broad sense, but um, managed service for third party risk management. Um, I think, Zaire, maybe can I ask you perhaps to answer this first? What do you think is managed service in the context of third party risk management? Sure, I think um, many organizations want to go down this road and want to have this function and process in place, but may not have the ability or the resources 
um, you know, to be able to 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 complete this um, in in the entire life cycle of third-party risk management. So a managed service is really being able to provide that service for a client from start to finish, um, and and you know take them take on the entire third-party risk management process for them, um, and like I said, manage it. Uh, from start to finish, yeah, and through each of the the different steps of the life cycle. Thanks, Zahir. Malcolm, would you like to add something? Yeah, I think that we get two types of organizations that are are really looking to a managed service. One where the volumes of their third parties is 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 so extensive that this is a continual process, uh, and they they want assistance to be able to deal with these volumes, and they want somebody who specialises in terms of managing this, and would they prefer to outsource it? Uh, and then the the other type of organisation that possibly is smaller um, and and could be uh, as more of a startup organisation that doesn't have the ability to now establish this function, and they really want to outsource it to a trusted provider that's going to vet their third parties, that's going to make sure their third parties are maintaining compliance with, with good practice standards, but they don't have the ability to, to you know, have that team internally, and, and it's much easier for them to go to a provider that is trusted, that they can say, assess my third parties and make sure that they are, are protecting my information for me. Okay, great. Um, I think, Malcolm, what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, managed service is an option for organizations out there. I think if they're considering embarking on this journey, they don't know where to, they are, they just don't have the time or they don't have the skills, um, they can definitely consider the option of a managed service and there are various um, consulting services, consulting companies out there, including ourselves, that are able to offer this. Okay. Thinking about managed services, um, how would you say um, managed services differs from a t- traditional um, TPRM model? So if, if we look at a lot of the traditional model, uh, we were either coming into an organization and, and helping them establish a, a third party risk management framework um, and, and getting their team going. Uh, some some clients had never done this before, and we would help them sort of get their backlog cleared in terms of doing a one-time profiling of their third parties and doing that initial risk assessment. Uh, and then, to a large degree, almost once the capability is established, we would let that organization run those processes internally uh, moving forward. Whereas the managed service says, uh, I don't necessarily want to do this myself internally. I don't want to establish this internal capability. Uh, Let me rather find a trusted partner who's going to either do all of this for me or or perhaps co-source. Maybe you keep some aspects internal. Um, That could be, for example, the remediation as an organization. Let let, uh, the consultant, let the outsource provider uh, do all of the assessments, but I'm going to still maintain the remediation um, of those items that are identified internally, uh, or um, outsource the whole aspect um, to a third party where you say, um, I'm trusting that organization to identify all these gaps um, and look after me and then report into to senior executives. So, so this is a, a real shift from a, a, a model where it was more an internal operation that was run by the organization, but they needed some consultants to help them get it set up 
um, now to saying, actually, I don't want to do this myself. Okay, great, Malcolm. Um, in one word, what would you say is the biggest benefit for a managed services option for third-party risk management? Yeah, so it's the managed part. It's the it's the part that uh, the trusted advisor would manage the entire process for that organization, which they wouldn't be able to handle um, with you know under normal circumstances. Okay, great. Um, thanks, Malcolm and Zaire, for sharing your insights and thoughts into this very exciting topic. Um, I think organizations are, you know, starting to think about it or have been thinking about it. And I think there is a lot for them to consider. Malcolm, if I can just ask you in your own words, just to summarize why this is so important and why organizations need to start thinking about this right now. Thanks, Hans. Uh, so, yeah, I think that the big thing for me is that uh, your, your risk to your organization is the same uh, from whether something happens internally or whether the information is lost by a third party. It's that reputational damage to your organization. So if, if you're not doing third party risk management and if you aren't assessing that risk, there is a blind spot for you. and we really would encourage you to to close that blind spot as as quickly as possible, uh, and 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 one of the things that's also important to to remember or, or or know is that there's actually a hidden value in this process. What we've seen when we've engaged with with third parties of our clients is that even though sometimes there's a reluctance at the beginning of the exercise to say this is a compliance process, uh, what are these questionnaires we need to fill in. Um, as we unpack the risks that they may face and the controls they may not have in place, they're actually realizing that there's a value to them uh, and, and their processes are improving and it actually lands up improving relationships between the, the company and the third party. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of value here um, and, you know, obviously the risk mitigation, but yeah, that's, those are kind of my key things that I would uh, uh, like to emphasize. Thanks, Malcolm. I think that's um, sure. I think we have learned so much about this topic. I think yeah, if, if I can just build on, I think this is not a risk management and a compliance topic only. Um, and I think the benefits of doing this go far beyond the organization. And in fact, it'll help build relations than break them. So I I think it's, it's a very, very important um, topic. And I think, you know, everyone needs to start thinking about this if they haven't already. Um, thanks very much to everyone for listening in to our first podcast. Um, we look forward to you joining us for more. Thanks very much.